pray this finds you having a good day as uh, we continue in this podcast concerning uh, our faith and prayer and looking at um, some quotes from uh, one of the guys I think is um, a very good, uh, has a very good perspective on faith and prayer, and that's Ian Bounds. And the uh, quote that we're going to kind of go with today that uh, he uses is, Faith is the foundation of Christian character and the security of the soul. Faith is the foundation of Christian character and the security of the soul. And I want to look at both of these, but I want to look at them almost kind of, I guess you could say flip-flopped. Um, from the idea of the security of the soul, um, I think that it's very clear that one of the most important ways that we as believers are able to really rest in our salvation is simply because of uh, who our faith is in. Uh, Our faith is in uh, Jesus and Jesus alone for salvation. And because of that, He is the one who keeps us. Um, He is the one who provides that security. Um, I tell people all the time, it's not that I got saved, but that Jesus saved me. Um, And there's a big difference in that statement. Um, If I got saved, then that means I was able to attain something. Um, I'm the one who is in control of it all. And uh, I hate to say it, if I was in control of any aspect of my salvation, that would not be a good thing. Um, Because I know... Um, what kind of person I am. I know uh, that I am sinful uh, at the root of my being, uh, as everybody else is, um, and I couldn't do that. But what I do know is that the one that my faith is in um, is able to provide um, eternal salvation for me, not because of the goodness I do or being sinless or um, anything of that nature. It's simply for the fact that It is his gift to give. And he understands that we can't keep our end of the bargain. Um, I just got done teaching this last week in Genesis 15 uh, when God does the covenant with Abram in Genesis 15. And God takes care of uh, his aspect of the covenant as well as Abram's because Abram couldn't keep his end. And that's just what Calvary is. Calvary is God coming as Jesus Uh, in the flesh, and saying, you can't come to me by the law. You can't come to me by sacrifice. You can't come to me by works. You can't come to me in any way, shape, form, or fashion. I have to come to you through grace. And so we find that who our faith in provides security for our souls. Because if I had to worry about my salvation constantly, I would be a miserable human being, and I would never find joy in serving the Lord. But I'm able to have joy in serving the Lord because of who my faith is in. But now looking at the other aspect of this statement from Ian Bounds, it says, faith is the foundation of Christian character. Now, Again, I know that you're probably tired of hearing this verse, but it's one of those I think that if you don't know, you should mark it in your Bible and um, should be able to really have kind of a clear um, understanding of it and the importance of it, and that is Hebrews 11.6. 
uh, in that passage, of course, it says without faith, it is impossible to please God. And so, again, we find that faith is uh, a central theme in our Christian walk. And I fear that too many people see salvation, uh, like see faith in salvation, as the most important aspect of faith. And then after that, it's just kind of, you know, I have faith, but... And the problem is, is that's really such a narrow perspective of it. We do have to have faith when it comes to our salvation. Um, And that faith is really, in essence, a salvific faith. But the faith that Bounds is talking about and the one that we see through Scripture and through the process of sanctification is a deepening faith uh, from from a daily perspective, uh, from a uh, growing in your relationship with, with Jesus kind of perspective. Um, our faith on a daily uh, a daily means is as important as and as vital as any other walk, part of our Christian walk because apart from our faith, and who our faith is in, um, we're nothing but, if you want to say it, sitting ducks when it comes to spiritual warfare. Um, that's why our one of our protections is the shield of faith. Now, what do we mean by that? We need salvation for faith, but we desperately need it for daily living and growth. And what we find is it's kind of like understanding the Christian walk is is looking at it, uh, you know, and serving in the military, it kind of helps with this, from being able to look at it from this standpoint of saying, the enemy is not going to attack the same way every single time. The enemy is going to find new ways to be able to attack. He's going to find new ways to be able to uh, try to get fiery darts to come in. And so what we have to do is we have to daily grow in our faith so that we were able to fend off new attacks and understanding that I'm not the one who can fight the enemy anyway. It is me being able to let God do the fighting because of my faith being in Him. See, we can't grow in sanctification and Christ-likeness apart from faith. We just can't. Uh, It's impossible. There is no way to grow in your Christian life apart from faith. And we have to understand it from this standpoint as well that we grow more in our Christian life when our faith is tested. And this is where it brings such a an uncomfortable dynamic for so many people because we want to be a Christian from the standpoint of we don't want to go to hell. There's a lot of people that you can just sit down and say that they were saved And more than likely, it was because initially they just didn't want to go to hell. And what happens from that then is, is there a deepening in their faith, understanding more about salvation apart from just the heaven and hell perspective? Uh, And if if there is, then that means they're growing in their sanctification. If there's not, then there's a problem. And if you're not growing... Um, then you have to ask yourself, was the salvation, was there really truly salvation there? And so now if you are growing, 
what has to happen is we have to look at it and realize that we have to continue to grow in our faith. And because we are human, because we as humans uh, have a rebellious nature, we have a sinful nature, many times we we can get to a point of to, to where we don't feel like we need to rely on the Lord. Um, we can get into spots in our lives to where we just kind of look at it and say, you know what, God, I'm just going to kind of put it on cruise control. I, I, I really like where I'm at. I like what's going on. And I don't want to um, press the issue. I want to be able to just enjoy where I'm at. Well, what happens with that is complacency really takes over. And unless we are pushed in our Christian life more towards God and more towards moving our faith in a direction that it needs to go, we will become complacent, we will become stagnant, and our faith will just kind of, you know, be there in this lull state. See, faith is needed and required at salvation, but that's just the beginning. From that moment, faith becomes the centerpiece of everything that we do daily. And that's how really our faith is growing, is when we understand that legitimately, apart from Jesus, we cannot do anything. And I think that we really miss we miss that because we don't we don't necessarily like that verse. But I'm gonna to go to John 15. I think it's one of the most beautiful passages of scripture that we have. And in John 15, verse 5, Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit, because you can do nothing without me. There's there's nothing that we can do. <clears throat> and we've got to be able to be okay with that. See, our sinful nature does not want to be submissive. It just doesn't. It's not one of those things that we are able to be good at. We want to be able to have say-so. We want to be able to be in control. And for us to be submissive is a challenge. And what Jesus is telling us here with the, the, the passages of the vine and the branches is that I am the one who sustains you. Now, the reason that he's able to sustain us, because again, notice what he says, is we must remain in him. We must abide in him. That abiding is our faith. We're looking at it and saying, Jesus, apart from you, I can't do anything. So I must have my faith in you in order for you to do anything positive through me. Anything productive through me. And so, I need you to help me at my job. I need you to uh, help me to be, you know, mindful and safe while I'm traveling. I need you to be able to help me in my conversations today. I need you to be able to help me to stay focused and clear-minded um, on you and the passages of Scripture I read. I need you to be able to uh, help me not to let my, my emotions get the best of me today. And if something happens, to not allow anger or jealousy or bitterness, whatever it may be, to come in. See, this is that idea of faith being the centerpiece of, of, of everything that we do daily. We, we become comfortable in the fact that we can't do anything apart from Jesus. We're comfortable with that. 
Because what we recognize is that my life is more productive. My life is better as long as I'm letting Jesus be at the center of it all. That my life is going to flow better in that every area of my life is going to flow better as long as I'm letting Jesus be the absolute focal point of my day. Well, Jesus can't be the focal point of my day unless my faith is completely centered on Him. And so what I'm trying to do in letting my faith be the center of everything I do daily is I'm trying to have a biblical worldview, a biblical walk, and understanding that in everything that I do, I want and need God's guidance for it all. See, faith is our anchor in Jesus that will not allow us to be swept away regardless of what kind of storms or trials come. And see, the thing that we, that we look at is oftentimes we misunderstand the idea of trials. And I think one of the most important passages of Scripture when it comes to this idea of trials is in the book of Matthew when um, Jesus is um, talking with, um, uh, when he's talking with Peter. And when he's talking with Peter, he is looking at, let me make sure I'm looking it up right here. I'm trying to make sure I can find it. Uh, when he's talking to, um, it may not be right here. Uh, I'm trying to remember where exactly it's at when it comes to Jesus and um, Peter talking. And uh, what, what, what I want to show with that passage of Scripture with Jesus and Peter talking is how that Jesus did not protect, I guess you could say, is a good way of saying it. Jesus didn't protect uh, Peter, and I can't find it right off the top of my head which gospel it's in. But it's when Jesus looks at Peter and says, Peter, Satan has desired to sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you that you wouldn't fail. But when you return, I want you to encourage your brothers. Now, I want you to think about that for just a minute. Here is the Savior of the world looking at Peter and saying, Satan wants to sift you. He wants to put you through trials. He wants to absolutely tear you apart. And I'm going to pray for you that you won't fail. But you're going to. And when you do, I want you to be able to return and minister to your brothers and encourage them. What I want us to see from that is Jesus could have kept Peter from failing. He could have been able to have really ministered to Peter. He could have done all of these things, but he chose not to. He just said, I'm going to pray for you that you don't fail, but you're going to. See, sometimes what we're wanting, and this is where we misunderstand things when it comes to faith. We think, and again, it's not trying to belabor the point of, of this name it and claim it health and wealth stuff, but... We think that if I have enough faith that God's going to, and that if God doesn't, then that means I didn't have enough faith. That, that's not what that means. It's not that Peter didn't have enough faith here. It's simply that Satan was coming after Peter, and Peter wasn't focused. All right? Peter let things get in the way of everything. And what ended up happening here is... Peter looks at Jesus and he says, when, when, when he says, I'm going to die, you're not going to die, Jesus. 
I won't let you die. I'll die in your place. But then yet he denies him. What I'm getting at is Peter's words were bigger than his faith. And Peter was missing the whole situation that was going on. And so his faith in Jesus wasn't his foundation of his Christian character, as Ian Bounds said. What Peter was doing is letting his actions handle everything. He had not got to the point of John 15 where he realized that Jesus is the vine, I'm the branch. Apart from him, I can do nothing. What Peter was doing was, okay, I'm with Jesus. I've got a lot of strength. I've got a lot of you know prestige. I can do this. I can do this. And Satan ate him for lunch. And so my point is with that, is we think that if Jesus doesn't keep me from the storm, that apparently my faith wasn't in the right spot or what? No, we've got to realize that Jesus is going to walk with us in the storm. We've got to quit looking at trials as this um, horrible thing. I mean, I'm not going to lie. There are certain trials that I've had in my life. I would never want to go through them ever again. Am I thankful for the lessons that I learned and the things that I was able to discover through them and the deepness that I, I gained in my intimacy with the Lord? Yes, I'm thankful for it. But I still wouldn't want to go through it again. And so what we've got to do is we've got to sit down and realize that I would never pursue, and I think this is a good way of saying it, I would never pursue Jesus as much as Jesus wants me to pursue him. What happens is, is we can get comfortable with our faith to the point to where we say, yeah, I, I feel like I'm pretty good in my faith. I, I, don't, I don't want to push my faith any further. But if our faith isn't pushed any further, then we will never pursue Jesus anymore. And so what we've got to do is we've got to start looking at our lives and saying, you know, this trial is not because Jesus doesn't love me. This trial is not because of some problem I have. This trial is me understanding that my faith is wanting to push me closer to Jesus. And that's not a bad thing. And so instead of us looking at as... Well, if Jesus doesn't show up, then my faith is weak. No, no, no. Understand that many times our faith is weak. That's why we're going through the trial to strengthen and deepen and test our faith. It's working our faith just like a workout does with our muscles. See, our faith growing daily is vital in keeping us aligned in our spiritual character. You can't consistently have a biblical worldview if your faith isn't growing. You can't have a consistent biblical daily walk if your faith isn't growing. See, our faith in Jesus keeps us focused on Him, allowing Christian character to flow through us in our daily life. See, what that means is if I'm allowing my faith to be the centerpiece of it all, and I'm not, I'm not in control, but, but Jesus is, I'm not going out seeking to share the gospel with someone today. I'm going out wanting Jesus to just flow through me in every relationship I have that day. And what happens then is over here, I may be an encourager to someone. Over here, I may share the gospel with someone. Over here, I may be able to provide some hope for someone. My point is, if I am focused on doing something, many times I'm going to miss out on some of the other things. So if all my focus is, is God, I want to share the gospel today. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with wanting and having a desire to share the gospel, but it's more about saying, God, I want to be a vessel you can flow freely through today. 
And whether that's encouraging someone, whether that's being able to share the gospel with someone, whether that's praying with someone, whether that's you speaking to me through someone. And so what happens is, is by me allowing my faith to keep me focused on Jesus, all these attributes of the fruit of the Spirit and me showing Christ-like love and me showing service and compassion and all of these things, they will just flow from my faith deepening. And I think that's what's so beautiful about this. See, apart from faith in Him, there is no focus for our character and actions to be led by. So what we're looking at then is if I want uh, me to just let things flow freely, I've got to be led freely. And what I mean by that is if, I, if I'm truly abiding, as in John 15, 6, then I'm not worried about making these decisions. I'm not worried about trying to make things happen or just be, you know, very aware of what's around me. I'm just letting the Holy Spirit lead me. I'm letting the Holy Spirit be in complete control and complete charge, and I'm letting Him use me as the vessel that He wants for the day. See, and I want to look at these next four things right here. Our faith is foundational and fundamental for these four things. One, the security of our salvation. We talked about that at the beginning of this. Our faith is foundational and fundamental for the security of salvation. Apart from, I mean, that's what we see in Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. We are saved by grace through faith. Faith is what leads us into our salvation because it's the faith in Jesus and who the Jesus of the Bible is. He is our Savior. He is our Lord. And so that is where uh, our faith is. And so that brings security because now if... Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. If Jesus is never changing, that means his salvation is never changing, which means that now I have a constant and consistency in my faith, which is my salvation in Jesus. It is foundational and fundamental for number two, my daily growth. Again, we have to start making sure that we look at faith as something that is an everyday thing, not a salvation thing. And then that will, that will completely open up us to living out and understanding a John 15, 6 kind of mentality. The third thing that faith is foundational and fundamental for is the pursuit of Christ-likeness. And, and I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. Now, I know that this is kind of one of those you know, grandiose ones that is very hard many times for us. But I think the, the quintessential... Um, mindset that I'm wanting to get across here is Jesus praying in the Garden of Gethsemane when he says, Lord, I don't want to do this, but it's not about me. God, let your will be done. If this cup can pass, please, but not my will, your will. See, that is what our faith does in us with a John 15, 6 mentality pursuing Christ-likeness. What we start doing is we start saying, Lord, I know that apart from you, I can't do anything. And I don't want to go through this trial. But I also realize that if I do go through this trial, you will be with me. And I would rather your will be accomplished in my life than me get what I want. And that's what our faith, helping us to pursue a Christ likeness, will do. 
what we start doing is we start seeing, in essence, a bigger picture. We start realizing it's not about this specific trial. It's about what's going to happen as I go through this trial, at the end of this trial, when we're able to see God do amazing things in my life and in people's lives because of what this trial is going to be. And then we see the last one here, number four. Our faith is foundational and fundamental for our action and character towards others. You cannot, you cannot live out the fruit of the Spirit apart from Jesus. You just can't. And your faith in Jesus is key to that. Because I'm going to tell you, I cannot love others the way Jesus wants me to love them apart from my faith in Him. I just can't. I can't have hope. I can't uh, have peace. I can't have patience. I can't have any of that in my life apart from my faith in Jesus. And I can't show that into other people apart from my faith in Jesus. So those are some of the most important things that we have in our lives. And that's why this statement that Baum says is faith is the foundation of Christian character and the security of the soul. It's so important for us to realize that faith is not a just salvific moment, but it is an everyday process in everything that we do. And we desperately need to grow in our faith. And just because you go through trials or just because it's not one of those things that you're not getting. It as a matter of fact, you're, you're, you're getting it more than maybe others will understand. Because what you're doing is you are trusting in the scripture that you read, you're understanding that you can't do anything apart from Jesus. And you're wanting your faith in Him to be solidified on a daily basis. And so it's being able to just start out with things. And are you going to master it all today? No, you're not. But what you're going to be able to do is it's a, it's a lifelong process. And I think that if there is one thing that we have to fault Christian teaching over the last decade. It is not teaching properly that the Christian life is about the journey and the long term. It's not about a quick fix. It's not about getting a quick answer to a prayer. It's not about trying to find a remedy for this. It's not the eight steps for this or the six steps for this. It's being able to realize that Jesus cares more about my journey than he does anything else. And my journey is the time that I know him as my Lord and Savior till the time that he calls me home. And so what I've got to do is I've got to realize that it's the long-term things. It's not the, the quick fix. It's not the, the hurry up and get stuff. It, it's the Jesus cares about the long-term in my life. And he does yours as well. And so what we have to do is we have to be comfortable with the fact that my faith is going to be a lifelong journey. And it is the foundation of my Christian character and my walk with the Lord. I pray this has been a challenge to your heart. I pray it's been an encouragement to you. I pray most of all, if you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, that you would understand that He loved you enough to take your place on the cross and pay your sin debt so you could be able to believe by faith in Him for salvation. I encourage you to find somebody and talk to them about that today if you want to know more. We look forward to the next time that we're going to be in uh, our podcast of looking at faith and prayer. And I pray that you go out and you start 
this practice tomorrow. Start this practice of being able to let your day be led by faith in every area of your life. May God bless you.